There was time now. There was, was all the time I needed. So you know how we talked about, um, you were the last time you tried, when we did the reel, you tried to like put me on front street and say like, oh, you didn't even buy the book yet. So I wanted to surprise you and say like, um, the reason that I didn't have the book in front of me is because I read this book on a Kindle. Oh and yeah, my so my daughter had a Kindle that she doesn't she didn't use. So I would tell I asked her, can I use it so that um I asked her, can I use it so that I can um like sample try it Kindle. out? Yeah. yeah. And she let me use it. And I read this book on a Kindle, and I will say I absolutely hate it. <laughs> the Kindle. book or the Kindle? Both. No, not the book. <laughs> the Kindle. Like just just um reading it on essentially a tablet it's just it so doesn't does it hurt your eyes at all like does it strain no. your eyes like it would staring at like a screen no because it actually does have it doesn't have the same effect as like staring I mean it is staring at a screen but it's kind right. of like blurred and not like as vibrant as your phone would be you know what I mean so and it doesn't have like the sun glare on it so I, I like oh, that oh okay but so- uh what don't you like about it? I I think I just don't like the fact that I'm staring at a big tablet and reading off of that. I just personally like a book flipping through pages. Yeah. That's just me. I, I, I could definitely see the thrill of it, the point of it. You know what I mean? Like it's the convenience of it. But for me, give me a book all day. Well, so here's a complaint that I have about this, this book in particular, just the the texture of it. As you can see, I don't have my sleeve on it. You know why? Because this sleeve feels all strange. Like it feels, it doesn't feel like a normal smooth book. Like when I'm touching it and you know, I have a hand thing, so you know, I'm touching it a lot. So when I'm touching it, it just feels like there's something on it that like, it just, the texture of it really pisses me off. So yeah. I had to remove the sleeve and actually use a bookmark, which I don't like because the sleeve is the bookmark. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't agree with that, but teach his own. So anyway, we'll get started with our podcast. So I'm Ayana here with Crystal to discuss the first half of our November book choice, Survive the Night by Riley Sager. Did we agree that it's Sager or is Sager? Mm. Or we don't. Sager? Sager? Sager. We'll we'll revisit that. I still didn't look that up. I totally forgot. That's okay. And now, as always, we have not discussed the book prior to the meeting today. So we have both finished just in time for this episode. Literally just in time for this episode. (laughs) I I finished it like, uh, you know, hours ago. But anyway, did you have a chance to write up a summary or are you winging it today? Yeah, I thought about just improvising my way through a summary because I feel like nothing happened, Mm -hmm. but I also feel like a lot happened in this first half. So when you really break it down, we have followed the two main characters for about two hours of just them sitting in a car on a road trip. 
But that doesn't give us much to talk about. So a more in-depth reading, which obviously we enjoy since we just love getting deep here on the ACBC podcast, the book opens with a screenplay style writing that describes the scene. One male driver, one female passenger leaving a diner. And I swear, I'm not trying to make this sound mundane. That is literally the only thing in the opener. Um, Then we go back to the dorms where we meet our protagonist, Charlie, who is posting on a ride board looking for someone to drive to Ohio from New Jersey before Thanksgiving in 1991. I was only a year old. This would have been my second Thanksgiving in 1991. So I don't really understand a lot of stuff that's going on here. These things are quite foreign to me, like ride board. I didn't even know that was like a thing. This was six years before my first child was born. So we are in different places. (laughs) So you knew what a ride board was, if you know what I mean. (laughs) Enter Josh, the only guy willing to take her for a ride. Uh, Charlie wants to go home to Ohio from college because her roommate was murdered. Charlie blames herself. Charlie doesn't want to wait until Thanksgiving, which apparently is only like 10 days away. So patience is a virtue here, buddy. Not sure if you die, but there is definitely a lesson about impulsivity here. So Charlie would or could wait for her boyfriend, Robbie, to take her, but she doesn't want to. And then just like gets in a car with a stranger, even though her best friend was recently murdered. Seems very weird. Her best friend, Maddie's killer, has yet to be caught. So Charlie could literally be gambling with her life when she gets in Josh's car. They travel for about an hour, possibly two. And in that time, we learn that Charlie sees movies in her mind, which is what she calls them. And Josh has a lot of different IDs in his wallet, just one for every state up the East Coast. And it also seems like he's probably most likely the guy that murdered Maddie, just i don't know that's the vibe i'm getting maybe that was even admitted charlie makes a plan to escape three different times in the first half once at a gas station once at a rest stop and finally at the diner where we end part one and she doesn't actually escape so i don't know yeah and don't forget she also tried to alert a state trooper who passed them on a road and was going to yell at the toll booth uh, for help. So she really had lots of opportunities to get away. We'll talk about Charlie, but good Lord, Charlie. <laughs> but like you said, a lot's happened and not a lot has happened. It's like a lot happened, but not a lot's happened. You know, it's like, okay. And there are not many characters in this novel. So let's just talk about a few. So first off, let's talk about Charlie, please. You start. Cause I have So I, there's a lot of times where like when I'm reading stuff about Charlie that I just think it's like kind of funny that I'm like, you see movies in your mind. And then she like hallucinates Maddie. She's got dead parents. She's a movie buff. She's taken film theory. She sees movies in her head. So like, there's just this like constant movie sort of thing where then like when she first says I see movies in my mind it reminded me of like when I was in kindergarten I probably would have described like a hallucination like that because I also used to think that I was Nala from the Lion King so I would say that I was in a movie in my mind where I was Nala from the Lion King but Mm -hmm. I also knew that I wasn't but I also believed I was if that makes sense so but I was also five years old your imagination is supposed to make you think you're a goddamn lion when you're five, when you're 19. 
I don't think you should be dressing up like Nala and proclaiming your lionhood. But I don't care for Charlie very much because she just gets annoying. Yeah, my issue with her. Okay, first, I'm going to sympathize with her, right? Because she obviously is struggling with some type of mental health issues, right? Or, or at least with grief that she's not dealing with the the loss of her parents and then obviously the loss of her friends. And I know that they did talk about it and say that she, you know, sought help with a therapist, like kind of mandated, but um, so I sympathize her on with her on that. And also she's very young. She's 19 years old. You know, your brain doesn't fully develop to your 25. You know what I mean? That's what they say. But beyond that, beyond that, what are you doing? What are you doing? Your friend was just murdered by a campus killer. Okay. Your friend was just, the, uh, the reason why you can't stay in this room and you can't be on campus is because your friend was murdered by a man who was never caught, who was killing, who's a serial killer of killing other girls on campus. You post a a flyer on a ride board and the first dude who looked over your shoulder you accept a ride with him if was that hard for you to read like as a mom was that like were you like screaming like don't get in the car don't do that not even as a mom just as a human being (laughs) and I was thinking to myself Okay, put yourself back into the mind of a 19-year-old. Because I know I was reckless and did dumb shit when I was young. I probably would have gotten in a stranger's car at 19. At 31, absolutely not. But at 19, yeah, I did a lot of dumb shit. Yeah, of course. But if my friend was just brutally murdered by someone. Yeah, my friends were never murdered. No, but if my friend was brutally murdered by someone, right? By a guy who was killing girls on campus. I'm 100% sure. I'm not even going to say 98 or 99. I'm 100% sure I'm going to get a ride home with someone that I remotely know. Someone that I've seen on campus, even if it's the campus jock that I hate or the cheerleader that I can't stand or whoever, I'm going to try to get a ride with someone that I remotely know, not a random stranger. I, I no, and then she even acknowledges the fact that he looks older, so he doesn't even look like a someone who was going to the school in the first place. What? Okay, and then also, my thought was, I know this was back in 1991, right? So Uber, all of those things weren't. Yeah, they weren't. Wasn't, wasn't wasn't there? But Greyhound has been around for a long time. Okay. Oh, I didn't even think about that. You couldn't take the Greyhound. You couldn't take the Amtrak. Even Robbie, because she she pointed it out at one point that Robbie did say he would take her home, but she would have to wait, like you said, for the Thanksgiving yeah, like, break. Yeah, it was but, like ten days. Yeah, he he. You you couldn't wait ten days for your boyfriend, who you know and love and trust. I would assume it's at least a little bit to take you home. You chose to get in the car with a strange. Man, no, I'm, I'm not going to keep going on on her. But then just one last thing. Even before you got in the car, your, in, your woman's intuition, that internal thing that is built into women to let us know like stranger danger, when he was putting your things in the trunk and you were like, ooh, that was weird. Like, why did he- well, He won't let know? me look in it. <laughs> Immediately, I would have thought there's a body in the trunk. I'm not getting in with you, buddy. <laughs> 
Well, okay, but to play devil's advocate, because I rolled the dice with a lot of things as a teenager, because I would always think, well, lightning never strikes twice. So I think that like if my best friend, like my best friend had been killed, I'd be like, oh, there's no way he's going to kill somebody else from the same social circle. And like, you know, if I didn't look and she also said like she didn't really look like her best friends, I'd be like, ah, victimology tells me that like I'm not the type he's he's killing. He's killing the like hot blondes. He's not killing. He's not killing the average, you know, weird, strange, hallucinating girl that takes pills. I mean, maybe it's because I grew up as a black woman in America that I was told never to trust anyone in life from a very young age. Never, never in my wildest, wildest imagination would I've ever gotten in a car with. Now, granted, I've gotten in cars with strangers before with my friends. We have been in some sketchy situations that we've had to run away from before, but as a group, never, ever, ever have I, unless it was a taxi cab, you know what I mean? Like, okay, yeah, I've gotten into cabs before, you know, by myself. You ever taken an Uber? Um, I haven't taken an Uber by myself. I've taken Ubers with groups. Like I've never called an Uber alone for myself. So yeah. And I'm to the point of, I'm way too skeptical on stuff. You know what I mean? Now, again, I am 41 thinking about this, but I even think about my kids, like my oldest daughter, there was this church group where we used to live. There was this church group that came around and gave, they were trying to get people to like vote and and do other things. So they were giving out sodas and hot dogs and like pamphlets to vote and whatever. My oldest daughter would not, she was like, no, we're not taking any of your hot dogs and, and sodas. <laughs> like, we don't know you. You know what I mean? And she was Wait, so at a public event? Like, she was like, no, no, oh, you're it giving wasn't, out. It wasn't, a, it, it wasn't a public event. They came around and, like, knocked on the door with, like, their paraphernalia. Oh, para- 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 but oh they this is when she was in college. No, no, no. Oh. <laughs> she was in high school when this happened. Oh. And they came around with hot dogs and soda. And she was like, if you don't get your disgusting... <laughs> shit off of my porch. I'm going to call the cops. (laughs) I was thinking to myself, I don't even think this would have happened to my my daughters because they are so like trained to don't trust anyone. I'm sorry. That's just inbreded. Like you don't trust anyone ever in life. I think that I was way more trusting as like a teenager, but like now I'm definitely not. So I could see myself i've been in some precarious situations that didn't end well for me as a, as a kid so i think that those situations are now why i'm like eh, you shouldn't get in that car like i at no point would ever post on a ride board though either and be like advertising that like hey it's just me all by myself with it's all my shit so nobody's going to notice if i'm gone because i told everybody i'm leaving especially when your best friend just got murdered and you feel guilty about her murder and you, because you left her alone. Like I don't, unless the only thing I was just thinking, unless, you know, because she's so guilt written that she's like, I don't care what happens to me. I'm just going to do, you know, try to leave. Oh, here yeah, that's, anyway. a good point. That, that's the only justification I can see for that. But other than that, like, why? Like I was so I, from the, from that point, and then she started like the whole dialogue between her and this dude. And when, you know, you obviously figure out, cause I think he did 
because he had he had a monologue in in he did yeah it was a so short I think one. he kind of confirmed he is the dude like he confirmed yeah. he's the killer yeah so even through that whole thing he you're having this monologue with this dude and you're kind of figuring out like he's the killer and then he like plays on the fact that you're telling him about your you know movies in your mind and he's you know playing on your weakness there okay but (laughs) he says he says all this stuff in whatever chapter that is where he's like ah what a good pick i you know wanted to kill her when she went into the bathroom yeah 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 and then he's like oh i shouldn't have left her you know i shouldn't have i shouldn't have left her go in there by herself because now some other woman's in there whatever and he says all this stuff but when i I was reading that I was like wait a minute that's like too obvious then because this is also early on we're still only in the first half so I thought what if Charlie is just even hallucinating like on behalf of him because she's off her meds now isn't she or is she on her meds no she says she's off her meds she okay is so off she's her off meds. her meds I don't think that she's I, I mean I could be very much skeptical because I, I think that she's an idiot <laughs> and I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> and I could just be like, you know, well, this is what you signed yourself up for. <laughs> but I don't think she's hallucinating him. I, she could have left at the 7-Eleven even, right? Because he goes in to get coffee. The only smart thing that she did the whole time, and it's so minute, is when he brings her like a huge coffee out of the 7-Eleven. She's like, she not oh, to I'm not going to drink something some stranger just gave me. Yeah. Right, but you're in his car. And you're but not also, leaving, but you won't drink something that he gave you. But also the thing is um, when sh- they get to the toll booth, because that's when she was going to like jump out and run. Right. Because oh, he, yeah. said, he said like he was like, oh, did you have another movie in your mind or something? She was like, what? What do you mean? What? And she didn't jump out because she was so she was like, what do you mean? Like, what's going on? you jump out and you figure that shit out later. <laughs> like, I don't understand. Where is, is it because she didn't grow up with parents? Like, where is your, like, yeah, where parents? <laughs> like, well, no one told you stranger danger or like, if you feel threatened, get out and, and deal with it later. Like she kept saying, well, I don't want him to feel like, you know, um, even if I look crazy, I don't want to look crazy. And they're going to think I'm drunk. Like who's going to think you're drunk. If you say this dude, pick me up at the campus, you know, there's a can- serial campus killer. He, he basically said things, you know, and I don't know if it's true or not, but let them figure it out while you call Robbie to take you home <laughs> or to Amtrak or whoever. Yeah, I don't I don't know. Like there were a lot of opportunities that she had where she could have easily gotten away. Yeah. And then she's like, but I don't know. Like I don't know. I don't want to hurt his feelings. Yeah. But that is like true. That yeah. is so true. That yeah. like if you start yeah. doubting yourself around a man, you are kind of yeah. trained to be like, Oh, I don't want to yeah. hurt his feelings. Yeah. Like no, I did think about that too. And it made me start di- thinking deeper, especially because she's 19. And this is back in 1991. And it's like, oh, be nice. Don't hurt his feelings. Be gentle. Be nice. You yeah. Know, be respectful. You're a good woman. Yeah. You know, it's not the movement that we're in now where it's like, you know, the Megan Thee Stallion era where it's like F men. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's back then. So, you know, you were trained to be respectful, be nice, be be cordial, be polite. So she's like doing all those things, but also trying not to die. <laughs> this like, book takes place in a in a world where Megan the Stallion doesn't exist yet. I know. Like it's crazy. Like at all. Like I think she was born in like 92 or 93. Like she's oh. 
this is this is a terrible world. This is a Megan the Stallion free world. There is there's no Megan the Stallion in 1991. So this is what happens. This is what happens yeah. when you don't have Megan the Stallion. This go. is a cautionary tale for <laughs> do not cancel Megan the Stallion under any circumstances. I really hope she never does anything to get canceled. I'm going to be devastated. Yeah, I would too. I'd be really sad about that. Do you think actually though that anything like this could happen now? Because think about it. Now everybody, like 19-year-olds especially, like they would they would rather live with like a, a phone screen up their ass than live without one. Yeah. They we now no longer even have toll booths, right? Like you just get a bill in the mail or something. They got rid of all the toll workers, well, didn't they? Yeah, I think so. I yes, mean, I, I have haven't taken that. So I don't, yeah. I mean, I've I haven't taken the to New York and stuff. And I know New York definitely gotten rid of it, but I think some parts of like PA there is still, but no, no, even, I thought they got know, rid no of it. There's no workers. Yeah. There's no workers. You're right. So there's no one to talk to anyway. <laughs> yeah. So what are you going to do? Scream at yeah. what? But again, like you said, in this day and age, he basically wouldn't have been able to do, do this mental torture. He would have had to like kidnap her in the kidnapper van, tie her up and then, you know, torture her that way. Not this ride somewhere because people have phones and, you know, even even the girls taking the Ubers and stuff, they know now like senior. You location. share your trip. Yeah. Yeah, you share your location, you know, take a picture of him, take a picture of the license, take a picture of the car. Like people are, they posting selfies every five seconds anyway. He's going to be in the photo, whether he likes it or not. Oh, so. that's true too. Yeah. You know, the best Uber that I ever got into. So, well, two, because I used to drink a lot and I'm very proud of myself for my alcoholism. No, I'm very proud of myself <laughs> for never drinking and driving. So I... Got an Uber one time where it said that our Uber driver, and I was with one of my friends, otherwise I probably wouldn't have gotten in this Uber, but the car that pulled up was not the same driver, but it was a female driver. And she said she was driving for her boyfriend. So we got in and we also were only going like five minutes up the road. So like that was sketch, but if it had been the reverse, if I was expecting a female and it was a male, I would not have gotten in. And like, I don't think but, she would have. But also, you have to think about it too. Nowadays, girls be yeah, doing I know stuff for the guys. You know, what I, mean? I know. It, it, I mean, it, it, it I worked out. I didn't get murdered. Know. Yeah, that's great. I'm glad but you didn't. Get the all-time best Uber driver that I ever had was a deaf guy that he texted like through the app and was like, um, you know, if you want to listen to music, whatever. Here's an aux cable. I'm not being rude. I'm deaf, so I like you know, I can't talk to you. And like, he was super nice about it. So I didn't think he was being rude, but I actually don't really like this sort of, am I supposed to talk to you? Am I not yeah. supposed to talk to you? So like, he could have even been lying and been like, I'm just going to start telling people I'm deaf. So they don't talk to me, but uh, I mean, that, that was be the good. best. That <laughs> was the I, best I Uber driver. So what about, what about Josh? What do you think of him? Because I mean, in the same time, he's also, she's legitimately insane. Yeah. So he's also in the car with her and she's nuts. Well, the only thing that we know for sure about Josh, and we also, like you said, we don't really know this could be his monologue through her mind, but I don't believe so because he talked about the girl going into the, um, gas station and saying like how that girl wasn't his type and she doesn't have to worry about him and things oh, like right. that so I obviously don't like him <laughs> because he's a serial killer well, yeah um, but I don't know much about him I mean other than he what they 
say, quote unquote, he looks good. He has good looks and he uses that um, to like his advantage to lure women and, you know, kill them and still a tooth, which is very weird because it's not like he steals all the teeth so they can't be identified from dental records. He still, he still has a single tooth. Yeah. (laughs) As a trophy, like that's super weird, but I mean, but do you think that like, so I thought of this cause I don't know a lot about teeth, but I know that like (laughs) within your mouth, they are numbered. So your dentist knows like whatever they're all called, like whatever. Yeah. So do you think (laughs) Maybe this is going to show how psychotic I am, but whatever. Back a couple books ago, you created fan fiction where they were eating people. So I know this is a safe place, but do you think that he is collecting different teeth from each victim and then eventually is going to have a whole mouth? <laughs> I sure <laughs> I sure hope so. <laughs> oh, oh, cannot wait for that plot twist to turn. <laughs> and it's like then the epilogue because it really doesn't have anything to do with like the story. But like in the end, they're like, and ultimately Josh was able to kill. How many teeth do you have? 25, 26. And ultimately, Josh, we found that Josh killed 26 people. And he built you know, a, a, a whole mouth out of the teeth that he collected. <laughs> Just... And then he wore them as dentures. <laughs> <laughs> Yours escalated. He wears them himself. He he only resorted to killing because he had really poor teeth of his own. Like Silas and the Lamb, when he was like skinning the people and making the skin suit for himself, he was like, put the lotion on the oh, body. <laughs> it puts the lotion on the skin yeah. or else it gets the hose again. Yeah, so he would, <laughs> and he was making like the skin suit of this like supple <laughs> skin that was been lotioned so maybe he's doing it because he like gets 32 32 he, adult teeth maybe he gets these girls with like beautiful white bright gorgeous teeth and he was like i've never had teeth like this so i want to steal the best tooth out of their mouth and <laughs> the best make- tooth of, of all of them even though like you could just find somebody with like a gorgeous smile yeah. and pull out all of their teeth and just make wants- that your own but he's different different varieties so that he can have like a gorgeous one-of-a-kind smile (laughs) i don't know about josh like obviously from what is being depicted right now he's a psycho killer so obviously i'm not rooting for him but i'm not rooting for charlie either so (laughs) (laughs) i i thought it was interesting that they mentioned his car being very clean because i thought i don't think i've ever gotten into a man's car that was clean uh well Kyle keeps his car really clean so even when you first started dating yeah really but he's a car guy have you checked to make sure Kyle hasn't collected teeth no I haven't actually so (laughs) you know he could be a serial killer I don't know that there's no other signs at all there's no other ACBC podcast if he has killed someone you know Yeah, there's no app. There's absolutely no indication that this man has ever killed a person other than that his car is clean. It's really clean. And he loves to keep his car clean. But I guess that's know, different because he's a car guy. Yeah. And a lot of guys are car guys that they will keep their cars clean. Like if they're car guys, if they're not car guys, then, you know, they don't. Some people are like sneaker guys or whatever, sneaker heads. So they keep yeah. their, their sneakers like in mint condition or something like that. It's like a different thing. Not me. I, 
well, I've had kids in my car. So my car is like a French fry factory. It smells like old food at all times. Like it's just, it is what it is. Um, my car is being clean, cleaner now because my kids are older, but when they were young, it was like, sit yeah, down where you, where you want to. It was, the, my car used to be really dirty when I commuted because I ate most of my meals in my car, you know, like, cause I had an hour drive. So I would eat breakfast in the car. And a lot of times I'd eat dinner in the car. It would be really sad if I like left my car parked in the work parking lot and just went and ate lunch in my car by myself. But I didn't because do that. That I ate at my that's where you Because that's where you felt most comfortable eating that's food. Where I felt most comfortable eating my meals and shame in my vehicle. I had a friend who um, she drove to work and she came from like Peter's Mountain. And I don't, I don't know if you know where that's at, but it's no, like, I have no idea. well, it's a big windy mountain and she took me to her mom's house one time and I threw up on the way there because I get car sick and then it was like <laughs> like a I didn't know you uh, get car sick oh my god just real bad but anyway she drove a stick shift and she would she told me that she would eat oatmeal or like cereal on her way to work and I was thinking how do you eat oatmeal or cereal while you're driving and she was just like I just do it she said sometimes I'll paint my toenails <laughs> And you have a stick ship. You don't have an automatic. Yeah, that's tough. What is, she was crazy. But I also had another girl who I was going to a concert with and we were going to New Jersey. She drove her automatic, but she was eating a bowl of Thai. She was eating a bowl of Thai chili soup while she was driving. And the soup was filled up to the brim of the bowl. And it was like, it was like squashing order. It's I was like, I don't think that you can eat this. She was like, yeah, I should probably put this away. You think? <laughs> One of my friends in high school used to drive. She had like a big, like, it was like a Toyota SUV and she would eat breakfast and stuff. Like she would eat a bowl of cereal on her way to school and drive with her knees. I mean, but again, how old was she? Or she was 16. Yes, yeah, 16. I'm talking about grown women, like <laughs> 30s and 40s. That is... Would they have to start doing that at 16. So I think it's like a skill that they probably mastered. The stick uh-huh. shift one surprises me though, because I drove a stick and I used to smoke when I drove a stick and I couldn't even really smoke very comfortably unless I was on the highway in fifth gear and I was going to be on the stretch for a while just because I didn't want to drop my cigarette and burn my car. She I was, was paranoid not, about it. She was not a good driver. I mean, I say was like she died. <laughs> she, I don't know if she is. I haven't spoken to her lately, but she wasn't a good driver because she was also like the type of person that you, when you are in the car and she's driving, she want to have like intense eye contact with you when she's speaking. So like she's driving, but like staring at you. And I'm just like, stare at the road. Oh, at me? This I feel just- weird. Like when people, when I have a passenger, I feel like I should look at them. but like also like I shouldn't like I want to look at you and like acknowledge you but like I'll look at you maybe at like a red light but like otherwise I'm usually like eyes on the road yeah I'm I'm eyes on the road and I think working in the industry where we came from that's made me really keep my eyes on the road because I'm always envisioning an accident you know what I mean and then thinking who's going to be at fault for this oh yeah yeah. and I know exactly what to say to make the other person at fault every single time yeah every single time but what about Robbie? What do you think about Robbie? I just think that he seems like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to fault him, but I feel like he doesn't put up as much of a fight as I would like him to, to be like, I don't know. It. 
I don't want to say that I would expect my boyfriend to be like, Hey, I'm not going to let you do this. I will rearrange my whole schedule and drive you home for three days. But I think that he could have put up like, cause I, I wouldn't accept that either. I'd be like, no, that's ridiculous. You're not doing that. You're a grad student. Like you're not doing that. But at the same time, I feel like he's very quick to be like, oh, cool. So you had coffee with Josh and he didn't kill you. So yeah, you could probably just get in his car. That's probably fine. And we'll come up with a code word because I recognize this is dangerous. So let's have a code word if, you know, you pull over and it turns out that he's going to kill you. Like you, yeah. you thought enough to make sure you had these sort of like, oh, I don't word. even want to call them safeguards because the safeguard would be don't go. Yeah. I um, definitely was like, in that scenario right there, I thought Robbie should have told her, listen, do you really think that's a good idea? Like more than, do you think it's a good idea? Okay, well, let, like you said, but I think that he should have been like, okay, well, here's some other options. Do you, how about Greyhound? <laughs> like, I don't know, maybe the Greyhound wasn't, maybe that was like some exclusive, like taking Delta or first class or something like that. Like maybe that was something like super, super expensive. Yeah, I don't but, know how much are bus tickets. I mean, not that much in 1991. I, I was, 1991, I was a teen. I was going back and forth from New York. Um, I definitely took Amtrak because I definitely didn't want to go on a Greyhound. But I know that I've, I went on Greyhound with friends and it wasn't that much money back then. So she could have scrounged that. They could have scraped together. She could have asked her grandmom. Like, you oh, know, yeah. like why didn't, wasn't there any other options? And why didn't Robbie say like, hey, you know, because, or, or didn't Robbie say like, well, who is Josh? Robbie's a dude. Wouldn't he know other dudes on campus? He'd be like, hey, mm, who's Josh? Maybe. I think that depends though. Cause I think that guys tend to have social circles where like, if you like, so, so my brother was friends with a lot of people in high school, but like for the most part, his core group of friends were the guys that did all the same extracurricular activities with him. And I think yeah. that guys won't admit it, but they are just as clicky as females. We're like, Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. Like if, if Robbie's not in with like, if he was on the baseball team or like the basketball team, or he's like a jock, he's going to stay with those guys. And those guys, especially, I don't think would notice like if Josh was just some little nerd, like video game, play a nerd or something, I don't think they would notice him. I mean, maybe I'm very naive. Um, maybe I'm thinking of this as a 41 year old mom of three daughters, but I just feel like, or maybe I've also only dated super jealous, neurotic dudes, right? But like, yeah, I guess that's true. Why maybe. would you just be like, yeah, okay, it's cool. Just get in the car with this random stranger after your best friend was brutally murdered and that campus killer is still out there. Like, I just, I don't know why, but this to me, reading this felt so far-fetched. You know what I mean? Like it kind of did been, for me too. Yeah. I would have, I would have been, um, I would have accepted it if he was, she was like, oh, I've seen him around campus before. So then the campus killer became like a student who was on campus before. Right. Which also then, could make sense. Then I would accept it. Like if, if she was saying, Hey, I put this rye shear out and he was like, Hey, I'm Josh. And you know, I've, I seen you in chemistry class and she was like, oh yeah, I kind of remember, you know what I mean? Like whatever. Yeah. I kind of remember this dude, but I don't remember him. That would make me feel more secure because, okay, yeah, you've seen it before. Kids may try to find a way home with other kids on campus. Yeah. That makes me feel better. 
but just some random I've never seen you because oh, I remember Josh. He's the guy that takes pictures of dead birds out in the, the field. Right. Even if it was something crazy like that, but you remembered him. Like, oh, I remember Josh. He was the one who um, had skinned the cat and set him on fire and put him up the flagpole. Like, yeah, he's a creep, but I'm, I remember him. You know? Hey, he like, goes here. So, oh, that's yeah. the guy that pulled out my best friend's tooth after he killed her. And then. When she was trying to figure out who he was, like her spidey senses, she was like, um, so you're a, you said you were a janitor, you worked there, you took a ride home with the janitor? <laughs> when I read that, I was like, wait a minute, am I an elitist? Because at that moment, I was like, wait, the janitor? Like, you didn't even, like, when you talk to him about it, and he's like, oh, yeah, I just quit. I'm the janitor. I'd <laughs> be like, wait. I never saw you cleaning anything. <laughs> I've never seen you on campus. I've never seen you a day in my life. Okay, yeah, maybe I've never seen the janitor. But my my mind is, why would you take a ride home with the janitor? Why? I actually, the janitors in my college, I remember them, but I saw them a lot. So like, yeah. I wouldn't have... I don't think I would, I never had a need to get in their car, but they all seem like really nice people, but they were also like old. So like, I don't, I would have known, you know, she said, I don't know. I No, I say old, like, okay, I was 19. So yeah, they were probably like 40 and I was like, Oh God, he's so old. But to me, they looked like they were in their sixties, like nearing retirement. But she did say something about him. She was like, or maybe it was like 10 years ago that he would have been a student or something like that. I'm like, He's 10 years older than you and you, and he was the janitor and you took a ride home with him. Honey, you want to be murdered. You want to be murdered. Yeah. You want the attention. I do have friends that put themselves in situations like this because I think that they, they do love like the drama and like, they want to call you out. Like if I, like if I have friends that if they did something like this and I was like, wait, so you just got in the car with the janitor. They'd be like, oh, wow. Like you just look down on people from your yeah. gilded mansion. Yeah, yes. I do. Yeah. If on my parents' basement, this gilded mansion that I don't pay for, you're correct. I am looking down on you right now because you got in the car with a stranger and you're going to get killed. Yeah. And then also not to keep ragging on Charlie, but oh, she's made some really bad decisions. <laughs> like when she was having, uh, <clears throat> she was like having the moment of like, this is definitely the dude. He's definitely a killer. I need to keep my hand on the, you know, handle. I need to jump out this moving car. He told her the story about like his mom leaving when he was very young. Remember she made the Batman costume for him, like the best Batman costume. And his dad was like beating his mom pretty much. And that his mom left while they weren't trick-or-treating. He'd never seen her again. She was yeah. like, oh, I, I really feel bad for him. Okay, maybe I'm giving him a hard time. And I'm thinking, oh, it's just that easy. That's how women, I don't want to talk about women because men are horrible. But this is the, the that mentality that you're like, oh, feel bad for him. Give him a pass. Don't be mean. Don't be this. Even though she- Yeah, he's had a rough life. He's had a rough life. Yeah. His like, mom didn't love him. See, see the sympathy when this dude is just like, I can't wait to get to where we need to go so that I can murder her. Remember, because in, in his monologue, he's like, we're not going to Ohio. She has no idea that we're never going there. I'm oh, going to take her. Yeah, right. so he, he definitely is the killer because he said it up front. 
He's no, he's going nowhere near Ohio. He's not taking her home. Wherever we get to, she's not going to leave. She's going to die. And he's going <laughs> to get she, that tooth for his collection. Yes. She And she's having this inner like struggle. Like, is he bad? Is he not bad? I don't know. He said something bad. You know, the messed up thing though, is that like, I, I think that I would be friends with Charlie, like in the honest, in all honesty, I do think in college, I had a lot of friends like that, that were just like, oh, I don't want to be the bad guy. And like, they're so whiny and annoying. And this is why I'm not really friends with people from college (laughs) because they wear on you with their like, should I do it? Should I not do it? Mm -hmm. I think I'm going to do it because I don't want to be the bad guy. And I just want everybody to like me, but the people pleasing ultimately Mm -hmm. usually backfires. Yeah. I mean, Probably when, again, when I think back to 19 year old me, 19 year old me would have probably been friends with her. You know, I would have definitely still been telling her like, girl, I don't think you should get in the car. But if she would have said that she wanted to get in the car, I would have been like, Robbie, like, okay, well, call me and say like, YOLO DOLO on the phone <laughs> <laughs> going left. You know what I mean? Like, just say the magic words, girl, and I'll try to come find you. But I probably would have at least tried to give her alter. I was, my friends always said like I was the mom of the group. Like even when we went out and did like some crazy stuff, right? I was always the one that was like, "Eh, maybe we shouldn't take it that far. (laughs) We've taken it pretty far, but maybe we shouldn't go that far. You know what I mean? Like "Eh, that's that's a little bit further than this is a pile of trash. Let's not set it on fire. Yeah, exactly. No, I was never like, like that, but I think that Robbie also, I pictured like, cause okay. So part one ends with her calling him. And in my mind, like what I want to happen in the next chapter is for him to be like, as soon as they hang up for him to be like, oh, wait, she could just take a bus. Like maybe they never thought like, it's like, you know, when you're like 19 or 20 and like Mm -hmm. stoned and then like Mm -hmm. the most obvious thing is right in front of you and you don't see it. And then finally somebody like will say something and you're like, wait, why don't we just take a bus? Yeah. It's like that um, one commercial when like the people are uh, running from like the chainsaw murderer or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. And the girl's like. They're like, where can we go? Where can we go? And she's like, well, we just getting the running car. Like, let's get in the car. And they're like, no, let's go hide behind these chainsaws. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's like, the the obvious answer is here. But no, let's make this so, you know, convoluted and crazy. I don't know. And it's also weird that they left at like nine o'clock at night. Yeah. The whole That's thing weird. is weird. So. <laughs> well, yeah. What do you think about, what do you think about Maddie? The best, the dead best friend? Yeah, she seemed like a good time. She seemed like one of, and I feel like I knew a girl like this, very like dressed like the 70s, you know, was like she would um, emulate like Marilyn Monroe. She had like a Marilyn Monroe tattoo. She, She had this whole persona and like her dress would like, go with it so when as soon as she like described her and described like how she dressed and how she talked and things like that it made me think of this girl immediately so it's like she seemed like she was a fun time and it's 19 that's somebody I would be around now now the age that I am now probably not so much but 19 yeah let's have fun 
What the first thing that I thought of when she was describing her was that like, if this were a movie, I think that Emma Roberts should play her. Oh my God. Yeah. That's who I was picturing. Yeah. Yeah. Was, or, was Emma Roberts. Or Emma Stone. I could see Emma Stone playing her. As, yeah, I could like, see that too. I definitely but, was just picturing like the Emma Roberts though. I couldn't but yeah, get that one that, out That's of like mind. a given. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was like who she reminded me of. So anytime she was talking about her, like I could easily picture her. So I also think that like, it's not that strange to me that Maddie was the one that was murdered because she also put herself in some bad situations. And like, I've done this to friends and I do feel bad about it afterwards where like, and it's usually because I was so drunk that I can't even stand up anymore. I got to go home. I got to get an Uber, but like I've left friends behind and then the next day been like, Ooh, that probably was, uh, I should probably make sure that they're alive. And one time my one friend didn't even respond for a while. So I had to like go to her house and make sure she was alive. Cause I was like, I haven't heard from you in like six hours. I left you at the bar last night. You were probably me. I think you probably were meeting some dude from Tinder or wherever. So I had to make sure this person was alive. She is, she is. So, so I never went out and with like my friend group, it's four of us. So three, but four, including me, right? That would always go out. So if, if it was ever just a one-on-one, like me and one of my other friends, we definitely came together and left together. Um, but if it was like all four of us, yes, two would stay, two would go, one would go, you know, it was things like that. But I did have one friend. Now, out of that foursome group, she's like, a, she's a friend over here, but she was still one of my like closest friends. She just wasn't aligned with the other three we went out one time she was blind drunk okay blind drunk that's the only way to drink to the point where the bodyguards were helping her down the steps and she was still falling down the steps right been there and I was newly smitten by a young man named Kyle right so you know that (laughs) (laughs) you know that my my soulmate (laughs) so look you know that young love right that young fiery love that you're just like I need to be with you at all times love you type love right so it was that young love I was with her he was leaving the club and he was like hey are you coming with me and I was like uh, of course <laughs> coming with you. so I listen true story she's when I say blind and I drove I drove there and I usually was always a driver because I didn't get I would drink but I wouldn't get that drunk you know what I mean but I literally threw my keys at her and was like hey get yourself home you <laughs> call me when you get you home threw your keys at her I'm so ashamed. I'm so ashamed to say this, but this truly happened. And I threw my keys at her. And that was probably one of my lowest moments because the next day I felt so, so bad. And I called her and I was like, like if she would have won, if I would have been like Charlie, if she would have got murdered or died or what the worst things happened to her. And then if she, you know, never spoke to me again, she would be justified and rightfully so. I would have never spoken to me either. But she was like, yeah, I drove a one eye and I got home. I was like, oh God. So I told her, I was like, listen, we'll never ever do that again. I'm so sorry. I don't know why I did that, but you know. So yeah, and that was 20, that wasn't even, that was 26 year old me. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. 
I actually think that 25, 26 year old me made way worse decisions than oh, 19 yeah. year old me. Oh yeah. Well, 19, you're not even drinking. You're not going out to the club. Well, you, you don't know have the mean? income either, you know? You, and like, you I don't feel have like, the income. Yeah. Yes. Like my parents were still like yeah. kind of hovering, you know what I mean? Like when you're yeah, like well, 19, 20. I was like, living out on my own, you know what I mean? Getting married. Oh. And stuff like that. <laughs> That's a whole other thing. <laughs> yeah, you, you were on the fast track for that suburban life, your first round. Fast track to nowhere because it came to a screeching halt. And then I went backwards to like, I need to be free, you know. <laughs> I got a sitter tonight. I'm going to get wasted. No, no. It, was, it was only on the, no, nah, it was. Oh, that's home. right. That's right. Ever, they were gone every other. I week. forgot you didn't drink with your ex-husband. I was thinking that you, because mm-hmm. so, so like I watch my nephew sometimes because I also still think that's important. Now, my brother and my sister-in-law are not getting so blasted that they can't yeah. Yeah, walk, yeah, no, but, no. but like, I do still think it's important that like you know, they have nights to themselves and like, I'll watch my nephew. Cause I also tell myself, like, if I had kids, I'd like to think that they would watch my kids so I could go out. That probably wouldn't happen. My brother always has an excuse, (laughs) but maybe. So I think that like, you know, I would watch him. And in my mind, you were just going out with, um, with your ex-husband and getting blitzed, but I guess that didn't no. happen. But no. I've been so drunk that an Uber driver once refused to let me get in their car. He was like, you're going to throw up and you're not going to do it in this car. Yeah. And I even told I him, I was like, I'm, I'm like falling all over the place. I'm like, nah, I'm not going to pee. He's like, you know, you can't, I was with uh, uh, one of our friends, well, our mutual friend who I used to party with all the time. And yeah. she was like, no, for real, she doesn't pee. Cause she's also wasted. She's like, no, for real, she doesn't pee. Oh, for real, I can vouch for it. I've she's never like, seen her throw up. Yeah. She was like, no, for real. Like she doesn't pee. And I'm like, yeah, throw up. Just take me home. <laughs> He's like, there's a throw up coming out of the corner of her mouth right now. <laughs> yeah, but he's like, he's like, no, 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 I'm not letting her in my car. So, so yeah, that's that's how drunk I was. <laughs> I was so drunk that an Uber driver wouldn't let me in. The the driver whose whole responsibility is actually to get drunk people safely <laughs> to and from. Like they are. They're part of their slogan and their brand is like, don't drive, take an Uber. And you were, yeah, so and he wouldn't take me. Take an Uber. <laughs> you, had yeah, but, city, you had to take a city bus. Well, the, I would have, but <laughs> this was at like two in the morning. So the woman who it was car I got in then who did accept me, like we're halfway to my house and I'm like, yeah, the last Uber wouldn't take me because they thought I was going to throw up because I am really drunk. Like She just, I could tell she's looking at me like, oh shit, I didn't know that was an option to not let you in my car. Because I definitely would, if I could say, I didn't know we could refuse because I definitely yeah, she's like, I didn't know. I didn't know I had to, I thought once I accepted, I had to let you in and roll the dice. But then when I got out, I, I remember I like told her, I was like, see, and I didn't even puke. And then I shut the door and fell over Oh my God. I was really drunk. I was really drunk. Uh, well, speaking of like being drunk and not knowing where you are, do you think any of this is real or one big hallucination? 
I think that it could just be one big hallucination because Charlie implants that she's like, oh, what if, you know, the last two months was just one big hallucination or like, what if, so I'm thinking like, what if this is her going to meet Josh for coffee and she plays out this whole night in her head before she even goes to meet him? Cause I've done that before, before, like I've met up with like, you know, people of wherever, like, I think in my mind, I'm like, all right, this is probably going to, this could end where I get murdered. So, you, you know, played out a whole scenario of where you guys are playing 21 questions. No, I've never gone help that far. Backwards. She wrote help backwards while hiding, while breathing onto this, onto the mirror from Josh. That's actually a talent. She wrote help so that the officer could see it. Yeah, I tried to do that on my car this morning, but I couldn't because I was like, I wonder how hard that is. Like if you like to, to I couldn't do it. Yeah, that's very hard. But um, you got to keep think- it small, but big. Like you got it small enough yeah. that he couldn't see it. But also yeah. I should do that on my boyfriend's car the next time he takes me out. I should just. And someone will see it. <laughs> and they'll be calling the cops <laughs> saying his license plate number. Like there was a girl in there. She needed help. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also think that you are trying to manifest that because also in the last book that we read, Dream Girl, you also said, what if this was one big hallucination from the pills that he was taking? Oh, so that I is true. That you are wanting that to be an outcome in one of these books. So if any author is listening to our podcast, because you know, all authors are listening to us. They um, are. They are. Please write a book for Crystal where the ending is, it was all just a dream. It was all just a hallucination. Yeah, maybe that is where like I always go because I want to like just see it as them being so crazy that it's just but she keeps saying it like, oh, they say the movies in my mind are hallucinations. They say whatever. I don't know. I think it could be. You think it's all real? I think it's all real. Yeah. Who do you think of the two of them is going to survive the night? Uh. I don't, neither. I think it's going to be a murder suicide. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but who does the murder? Who then? Who's the murderer? Who's the su- the suicider? Or the the suicide? Um, Josh is going to be murdered. I think she's going to have like a moment. She's going to murder him, but she's going to not be able to deal with the fact that she murdered him because she's like, oh, he's been through so much with his parents and, his and now mom I just killed left. him. And now I just killed him. Like I can't deal with this. And she's going to be the suicide person. I think if we were going to go along those lines and Josh, she kills Josh, then I think that after she kills Josh, she's going to have like a victory lap in her mind of doing something. She's going to do something stupid and like fall out of the car and like get hit mm-hmm. by a truck or something. And now she didn't intend to kill herself, but she did. Or what if uh, Robbie comes and he is actually the campus killer? <laughs> I thought of that too. I thought of that too. Really? Wow. Yeah, I did think... Because, um, I don't know. I just don't, I just don't trust trust because he let, I'm getting better with that. I am getting better with, with trusting men. Okay. All right. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) I don't know. Um, but I think that I have an issue trusting him because he was so quick to just let her go. And he also knows the route that they're on up until the time that Josh is like, Oh, you think we're going to Ohio? Well, nobody goes to Ohio, which is also true. Who the fuck goes to Ohio? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know why you want to do that. 
along the lines of you not trusting men, which I think is very funny. So just a quick insider secret. Um, Crystal writes a little bit of things for us to like chat about. She writes a, a little, not a scripted a script, but like a little talking point so we can have questions. And one of the questions that Crystal Wright wrote down is, do you think Robbie is actually her boyfriend? <laughs> you don't trust this man enough to be her boyfriend or you don't trust Charlie enough to be I don't trust Charlie. <laughs> okay. Like, who, who is the distrust here that you had to even write a question? Of, do you think Robbie? I thought that was so funny. Like, do you think Robbie is, Robbie is actually, actually her boyfriend? Yes. Because, okay. You know that like when you're in college, specifically like 19, 20 years old, like, you know, that there's all kinds of drama and stuff. And like, there's always like the whole, like, oh, he's my boyfriend, but he's not really my boyfriend sort of thing. Like, like I've kind of claimed him, but not. And like, what if like, she's also crazy. She also hallucinates shit. So what if she thinks that Robbie is her boyfriend, but the whole time he's just like some nice guy that talks to her every now and again. And like, yeah, he's one of those friends that'll check in and be like, hey, like, I saw you posted on the ride board. And then in her mind, she hallucinates this whole thing with they are, you know, coming up with code words and safe words and like all kinds of other shit. But I guess a safe word is something else. So you think that Charlie basically doesn't live a life at all. Like, she, and basically she has completely gone into this alternate universe and she could just be in a mental institution, you know, strapped to a bed or something like that. Maybe, Is that what you're saying? Maybe. I think that, so have you, you've watched the show Catfish before? Yeah. You know what it is, at least. Yeah. So those people do that kind of shit where like they're living this alternate reality for themselves. Did you ever see uh, Clickbait on Netflix? Uh, no, I don't think I have oh. seen that one. You got to watch that. And it's along that line of what's real and what's not or that catfish type type, type scenario. You got to watch it and then we'll okay. talk about it. Is it a documentary? No, it's it's not real. It's um, a scripted show or whatever. Oh, okay. but, and it's only a couple episodes, so you can get through it really quick, but it takes a twist. <clears throat> but if you've never seen it, then, you know, I'm not going to spoil it for you then. Okay. Yeah. Don't, don't spoil it. But that's, that was kind of what I was thinking more along the lines of like, she's a 1991 version of a catfish where like, she's not actually hurting anybody with it. It's just all in her mind. Like yeah. in her mind, they're dating and like she's you know got this nice boyfriend that cares about her and shit but actually like because this is the other weird thing why are all these hot guys like running after her she sound, she makes herself sound super average i think she makes herself sound like that but i don't think she is because josh even or jake or josh whatever his name is the killer he says like he alludes to the fact that he she's his type and you know oh that's right yeah, really thought that, that she was good like i think she just feels like that because she has this you know issue and trauma and all that good stuff but i think she's pretty hot she probably is or you know she's pretty pretty yeah maybe yeah i guess why, why do you hate on her I, I mean, know. I hated on her first, but I hated on her because she was being naive and, and bit definitely not using any senses or street smarts. Like, what is wrong with you, girl? I'm hating on her because she's out of her goddamn mind. <laughs> okay, well. 
Um, yeah, I don't know. What do you think of like the chapter titles and how it's formatted? Because it always it starts with like it's like interior a scene night thing. or yeah, yeah like interior like, of the grand, grand dam, dam, yeah, nine o'clock at night. Dam night. Yeah, like I, I mean, the I guess that is, dam night. Yeah, I guess that is just to keep us aware that she's this trying is to survive the night. Yeah, like in the timeline of the night. Uh, I mean, I didn't really care either way. It, it wasn't like something where I'm like these the the titles was making a break. It it just it is what it is. I took it as because she is so obsessed with movies that it even comes into like she's formatting it almost like a screenplay. Mm-hmm. Okay, I didn't think about it that like way, in her yeah. mind because she's uh-huh. seeing movies in her mind. that shit crazy listen here's the thing crazy recognizes crazy so (laughs) i know it when i fucking see it okay all right well i don't see movies in my mind and i don't think i actually think i've gotten much better over the years but 19 year old me was nuts like this not well i was never hallucinating shit but i was like you know very like oh woe is me the world is ending i never had the amount of shit happen to me that she has but like every little thing is like so devastating when you're 19 you know like oh this happened and now i got to leave school and like i have to you know make sure that i get out right now like in this instant what and it's what just is- the the shit that like you do when you're like 19 20 you know like the world ends literally every day when you are a teenager that's true what if um it comes down at the end that she just dropped acid before she got in the car? So I'd respect <laughs> the, it. The whole hallucinations was just because of the acid. I would respect that. If I ever got in the car with somebody that I didn't know and it was a long trip. Well, I did actually when we went to for work. We mm-hmm. we had to drive to Ohio and it was our yeah, it was but- our mutual friend that I went with, though. And I think he would have been cool with it if I dropped acid before we went. Yeah, but also the thing is, I feel like if they if they at the end of the book and they said something like that, like if they said this was all a hallucination or she did acid or whatever, I feel like I would be very upset about that type of ending. But, you know, I hope that's not where where it ends. But I would just think that was funny. It was like, yeah, there never was a campus killer nobody died her roommate is still alive her best and maddie still walked alive. into the room like what are you doing like you were uh, going downstairs just, to get lunch an hour ago i'm just doing acid what are you doing <laughs> right what's, exactly. with you? what's going well, on for you yeah well i don't know how i feel about this one yet but you know i'll definitely fi- finish the second half next time um so we are reading the last half of survive the night for the next episode so that would be page 162 till end. <laughs> and after that, we're coming into the holidays. So we're going to change things up a little bit for December since we know you all are busy and we are at the holidays. Well, I mean, speak for yourself. I do absolutely nothing on a very consistent basis. But for December, we're going to have another special guest for Ayana's birthday. So get excited Yay. for that. Are you going to announce who it is? or Are you nervous that she's going to pull out? Yeah, I'm going to wait. So we'll we'll make it a surprise, <laughs> but we're going to wait on that one. Okay, but tell her if she bails, I'm going to, she lives in New York, right? Mm-hmm. Tell her if she bails, I'm coming up to see her. I will. That's your punishment. 
Yes. And you didn't yeah. do it. So here I am. And now you have to hang out with me for an entire weekend. You're going to keep me entertained and I am worse than a child. So enjoy mm-hmm. kid. Mm-hmm. And of course, we really do love to hear from our listeners. So let's continue the discussion. How are you feeling about survive the night? DM us at ACBC podcast or email us at the ACBC podcast at gmail.com. We are available on Spotify and most streaming services to make sure you like follow and subscribe. We will see you back here in two weeks. Bye.